Hey, 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 it's Matt Cook with Jonathan Green. I hope you're doing fantastic. We have another fantastic podcast for Men's Mayhem. How are you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing really good. I'm excited to hang out and talk about some crazy stuff today. All right. So I got some questions here. The first question is... Um, first question. All right. Uh, let me ask you a question here that came in that we've seen. Okay. This is a weird, uh, weird one. Um, <laughs> I guess this is from a, a lady, and she says... Every date I've had this month has attempted to choke me when we make out, and I'm tired of it. What the absolute F is going on with men this year? Um, the last date I went on, I explicitly said no hickeys. Guess what? Hickeys. I'm just tired, dudes. Stop telling me how much your girlfriend loves to be choked. This is not the same. I don't care. Okay, so that's the question, and I... I don't really understand this question. I, I don't really understand, like, why does a guy yeah. think it is sexy to choke a woman? I mean, in general. I don't know. I can tell you. So there's two things going on here. First of all, I got confused in the middle when she says no hickeys. Because hickeys and choking are two different things, right? Hickey is when you suck on someone and it leaves that little bruise, right? Like you leave a mark. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, I had to look up a hickey because it's been... <laughs> forever since I've heard that word. I think what she's saying is, guys, I have these rules, you know, and she says no hickeys and then they give her hickey anyway. So that means they're not listening to her rules. And I think this is a normal thing. I think, you know, women have their like boundaries and men have their boundaries. But in this, I think women's boundaries sort of in a way count for more. And she's just saying men aren't respecting her boundaries sexually, I would say. That's what I was reading this. Got it. So for me, hickey is more innocent than choking. Like they're not parallel. The reason hickey is annoying is the next day someone sees it at school and they know you did something naughty. And it's also, it's kind of like a wolf peeing on a tree. It's the way people mark their partners to say, hey, this person's in a, you know, this person's got something going on. Don't touch. I think there's that element to it. Now, the choke thing, I'll tell you my experience is that it's come up a couple of times during my single days. One girl was like, I was hooking up with her and she was like, I want you to choke me. And I go, what do you mean? And she goes, well, take off your belt, put it around my neck. And I said, I'm not doing that. I don't have a sophisticated enough knowledge to know the difference. I can't tell the difference between fun choking and murdering. I, Cause I've never done either. So to me, it requires, I guess, an amount of finesse, right? Cause you always hear about those people that like are doing it to themselves and accidentally go too far. Um, during the pleasure, I don't want to do that. And my feeling is always, if I, let's just say you see me on the elevator with a woman and she's got a giant circular bruise around your neck, your first thought is not, wow, they're a wild couple. Your first thought is this guy's a monster. So I'm very, as much as I like to be a little bit wild, there's certain things I'm very gun shy on. So I was on the other end of it and I just wouldn't do it. Now, another girl was like, do it with your hands. And I, the lightest touch you could imagine. <laughs> Like, I was like, okay. I was like, this is basically a hug. I'll, I was like, I'll give you a neck hug, but I'm not like actually cutting off the air or squeezing any of that stuff, right? And I guess it was good enough. She liked it, but I was like, I don't want to do this again. So I got pressured into it one time because it was like, at least I don't have to use a utensil, but 
what she's talking about is making out and someone's doing choking. That sounds insane to me. And maybe I'm just an old prude, but I feel like there are people who like violent intimacy, but I think it's usually connected to there's something wrong with you. I don't think it's healthy to have overly aggressive, to mix bedroom fun and fighting and to mix making out and fighting. I think the real problem is with her. She's obviously has a type, right? Because she's picking guys that do this. And this is something you have to watch out for yourself. If one time is an aberration, two times is a coincidence, three times is enemy action. And that's what's happening here. If she's having every guy she dates tries to choke her, yeah. there's clearly something wrong with her picker. She's picking, because that type of guy is not that common. I know now there how common certain fetishes are, and the choking one is not that common. So to get three in a row means there's something going on. Probably there's some, you know, unhealthy history, or they learn it from a previous girlfriend. That's usually where you learn it. I think usually a guy learns it from a girl then thinks every girl likes that. Like the first girl you kiss, that's how you learn how to kiss as a guy. So I don't know if that's what's happening. That's why they're saying, oh, my last girlfriend liked it, so she taught me how to do it, so now it's a habit. I get that. But you have to learn, for men, there's two things you have to learn. First of all, you have to learn what's on menu and off menu. There are certain things that are just standard that come with the package of when you're making out or when you're doing bedroom time, and there are certain things you have to ask about, right? You have to find out, is this okay or not okay? Are you doing these things, right? And this falls into that second category because it's not a standard thing. It's not on the regular menu. And I think it's very important um, because, listen, this falls into that fault to me, that falls into the realm of assault. It's not like it's a crime to choke someone without right. their explicit. I think even right. permissions, up, I think they have to ask you to do it and then you can decide. But even then, I would I just don't like it. It's not to me. It's not romantic at all. But, no. you know, everyone likes different stuff. But to me, it's very important to have very clear boundaries. If there's no discussion of a safe word with something like this, you have a huge problem. You have a huge safety issue. And I can totally understand her, especially if you say don't choke and then someone chokes you, she can call the cops. Like, that, to me, that's how that goes, right? Like, that's very bad. So there's two things going on. The guys are definitely in the wrong for what they're doing. But it's also very suspicious that she keeps picking guys that are doing this. I know there are certain weird trends with younger men because... I remember I knew a girl in her 20s. She was like, oh, I just hooked up with, I just slept with the guy last night and he kissed me while we were having sex. And I said, what? Doesn't everyone do that? I was like, she's like, I've never experienced that before. So I know there's a loss of intimacy with younger generations from watching too much pornography. And maybe, I don't know if there's a lot of choking and maybe there, there probably is, right? Maybe that's where it comes from as well, but it comes from pornography, but it's just bad. Um, you want to have trust in the bedroom, it's so important. If you don't trust each other, then and it's so easy to trust is so fragile by doing something weird or something off menu or something other person's permission, you break that trust, you're never going to get it back. So the guys are definitely more in the wrong, which she needs to pay attention to what type of guys she's choosing. If you're choosing to date like motorcycle guys and bad boys and that kind of thing, okay, maybe there's a pattern or maybe it's just she's choosing. I remember I went through a series of girlfriends, like six girlfriends in a row had all been, were all victims of childhood abuse. And I was like, what is going on with me that this is what I'm magnetized to? And um, wow. I had to try and figure it out. My, hey, wow. one of my other friends dated seven girls in a row that all have the same name. And I was like, and it was his sister's name. I was like, what's happening here? And he finally broke the pattern by dating someone else with his other sister's name. So 
you have to look at yourself whenever you have a series of relationships in a row that all have the same thing happen. So, and you can look at it like this. I had this, I knew someone once, he's like, all my business partners steal from me. I was like, how many business partners is only? He goes, seven in a row. And I was like, yeah, maybe it's you. Seven is a lot, right? Seven is, people sometimes cannot look at themselves and go, maybe there's something that I'm doing that's wrong. And in this case, it's the her method of picking. And this is where women have a lot of control. They can choose which type of men they bring into their lives. And very, a lot of women do want the bad boy. They do, they can't separate the confidence from the negativeness. And that's where you get a bad boy. So it's unfortunate, but I kind of feel like those are the two things that are happening. As far as getting someone to stop, if someone doesn't stop when you say, don't choke me, like, do, you got to get out of there. Like, that's not who you should be with. I wouldn't, if my wife was doing that to me, I would also not be with her. Like as a man or a woman, you don't like people should always stop when you say, please don't choke me. Like that should be an easy stop. So yeah, massive red flags, get out of those relationships. Maybe don't date someone for a month and look back. And I know she says, I saw in the note, she's like, oh, I don't go on a lot of dates, but still there's something in your picking process that you need to watch out. I mean, don't you think that if you keep having the same thing happen with disparate people, there's something going on with your, your own pattern? I think there's, um, Women that attract certain type of men, absolutely, in their behavior, how they look, just like there's a way that you walk, you know, down the street in a at night when you're by yourself. You walk, like as a man, you walk in the middle, you walk with a bit of a uh, swagger, you know, with confidence, because that's the kind of walk that tells people, hey, I don't put up with anything, you know? And some women are the opposite of that. They look like sort of victims, they look like, um, I don't know, and they attract guys like this. I, th I think you're absolutely correct. There's also, there's also something now that has happened over the past with the ubiquity of porn and the internet is it's gotten more extreme. And the things that are like normal stuff with people are not interesting anymore to people because they've seen it already and, and they've seen it so many times and, you know, they're their brains aren't turned on by that anymore. So now they're into more extreme stuff and more extreme stuff and more extreme stuff. So this is just like the next step. And obviously the fact that it would occur to all these men to choke a girl when they're making out has to mean that they saw this somewhere on the internet and they saw it a number of times and something told them that, oh, women are turned on by this. So I, I always tell people, I always say, you know, you're going to be really way better off if you avoid porn completely and make a break with porn and stop using porn completely because it's just all sorts of bad news, especially, you know, for relationships. It's so harmful and so damaging. And this is just an example, I think, of the damage that comes out of porn. It, it never would have occurred to me in a million years, a question like this, 20 or 30 years ago. Never. So. So. I, for me, there's a huge firewall between fantasy and reality. And I, something I see in a movie, I don't want to actually do in real life. And I've like, even when I, even if I see it in a pornography, I'm like, I don't want to actually do that. Right. And anything I've seen in my whole life, I've never been. So to me, it's always like, oh, I'll watch something more extreme in a movie, just like I watch an action movie. But I realizes that maybe I'm the exception. Maybe it's because I'm older and I kind of didn't encounter, I didn't, you know, when I was in high school, pornography was you found a magazine in the back of a closet at school, right? That a lot of other people had found. So that's my first encounter when I was like 17. So it wasn't, 
the way it is now with the internet and the ubiquitous and high speed and everything straight to videos and all of that stuff. So it's very different. Maybe that's why I didn't get so reprogrammed. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people are breaking that barrier between this is something I saw in a movie. This is something I should do in real life. And it's very strange to me. But I mean, the evidence bears out that I'm the exception because, you know, people are changing what they think is normal. And I mean, a lot of people are doing acts that like I don't have any interest in. Like I was really uncomfortable when women have brought the thing up with me. About, I'm like, there's that expression, the Overton window. Yeah. It shifted in a direction. I do not like, um, and I actually see this. Here's it's what's interesting. into what's acceptable and what's okay. It's, yeah. I think this gives older men a bigger advantage because it's like, oh, at least when I'm with an older guy, he doesn't want to do all this weird stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, at least I don't have to do anything that like, I have to limber up before we go to the bedroom. I don't have to worry about like bruise on my neck or stuff. Because I, I mean, I dated a girl who was into vampire stuff once. And she had a very specific vampire fan and a lot. She liked to do a lot of biting stuff. And again, I was like, we had a very long conversation about it. Cause like, that's again, I was like, listen, there's biting. And then there's biting. I was like, are you talking about blood? She was like, no. And I was like, are you talking about you bite and the mark is there tomorrow? And she was like, no. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> like, I'll let you try it. Because I'm like, if it's going to hurt. Right. And, but it's like, and that was an exception. Hers was very specific about a garden wearing a, like a flowery white shirt, like, you know, like, uh, that type of Gothic vampire, but it was, you know, you have to, whenever you're talking about fetish stuff, you have to be very specific because if someone's into something that you're not into, you want to find out as early as possible and just get out of there. So that one was the only time I wasn't uncomfortable with someone's thing because it was like, you know, it was like a vampire without sharp teeth. I was like, oh, okay, fine, let's try it. And we tried it once. I was like, all right, if that's what you love, like, it's fine by me because it's not too extreme. It doesn't leave a mark. It doesn't really hurt. It's a little bit, right? But, yeah, this Overton window shift of, like, everyone's doing butt stuff. Everyone's spitting in each other's faces. Everyone's slapping each other and choking. All that stuff is horrible to me. So it's not romantic. And I think that's the thing is that romance seems to have disappeared. So, yeah. That's a rough one. I've got, I've got one for you. Let's roll into the next one because like that one is making me feel down. This one's a crazy one. I'm a 21-year-old man and my 20-year-old ex-girlfriend and her 19-year-old boyfriend have asked me to be a sperm donor. <laughs> I, what do you think about that? Because that's a pretty heavy question. Well, why is it heavy? I mean, if I'm asked to be a sperm donor, I don't really have to do too much, right? I just have to jerk off into a little jar or something, I assume. And, uh, and that's all I have to do. I mean, <laughs> not a whole lot. It's not like carrying someone's baby, you know, a surrogate has to carry a baby to term. That's a, that's a commitment. Um, I think it's weird that she doesn't want the, the boyfriend. Why isn't the boyfriend? I, I don't understand the reason for it. Is there any context here? Yeah, I mean, they can't. There's an issue where the uh, the real the normal boyfriend can't do it. But let me let me put it this way, okay? Let's think about it from this perspective. Let's say you and your wife want to have a child. You're young. You want to have a child, and you go, hey, and you for some reason your sperm don't work, and you go, you know what? Let's get your ex boyfriend to pregnant you. <laughs> Is that my first thought? 
Like, let's get your ex. I, it wouldn't really matter. I mean, I would think that you would go to a system of uh, determining who's most fit, you know, the man that's smartest and best physical fitness and best, you know, nice, best parents and grandparents. I would think you would go through a selection process that would be more intellectual, more rigorous than just maybe the ex-boyfriend had super fitness, though, maybe genetically and He's intellectually and physically and his parent. Maybe it was just great, you know. <laughs> but don't you don't see know. how there's a couple of here, you don't really know video. much when you're 21 or 20 anyway. You don't know anything They're when you're so that age. Young. That's so that to me, as looking for a sperm donor at 19, 20 seems very young to do it. They're not married, right? They're boyfriend, girlfriend. They're jumping into this thing, and it's yeah, a huge totally. deal. And it's very the laws around it are very complicated. When you do it directly, like there's a lot of stuff where suddenly this guy could be in a child support situation with his ex girlfriend, and there's a lot of competition elements, right? Like I would not, I don't want to meet my wife's ex boyfriend. She doesn't want to meet my ex girlfriend. So the thought, like that, adds a really a no. player, a layer of complexity to it, right? So they're very young. It's very strange ask. Because it's his direct competition. Like you're most the person you're most in competition. She should with. wait about three or four years. Yeah, and there's this whole thing where there are like a group of friends that are all hanging out together, and it's like, I definitely I know the reason. Here's what I think. I think the reason they went to this guy is cost. Because like if you go to a sperm bank, it's got to be expensive. I don't know. Like in vitro, I know in vitro is expensive. They're not. I don't. Th I also think if cost is an issue, they're not talking about modern medicine they're talking about the old-fashioned way so that right because if you're talking about well saving you can money, do it at home you just need a, a turkey baster and a clean is that really i mean you don't need a whole lot is that actually true <laughs> really so I, can, I don't think it's that complicated honestly absolutely, so I can, absolutely it's not complicated how much time between when the i finish and when you have to deliver the product how much time do you have i would think that it should be pretty much right away but um sperm does live in a woman's vagina for about four days five days so it's how long less it a, long, lives a long time at the right know. temperature really and the right setting know. but yeah to I mean, me that's so crazy because the guy, the guy makes his deposit you know he goes in the bathroom, makes it about Yeah, I know it's crazy, but it would be, and that's what people do. It. I mean, it's not, it's not that complicated. They don't really need to go into the all. And so, if it's a matter of expense, I would question why nineteen and twenty-one year olds so badly want to have a child right now because you don't know anything when you're twenty-one or twenty or nineteen. You don't know anything. Your brain doesn't even fully develop till you're like twenty-five. I think it's a terrible mistake having children at that age without having a solid foundation of, a, like you said. At least marriage, a relationship, knowing someone for a long time. <clears throat> um, very, very few of those work out. And then you have a child that grows up without a father. You have all kinds of problems. This woman probably doesn't have a good way to make a living. So it's going to burden her parents. She may not have solid parental relationship. It may be a burden to her grandparents. I mean, just all kinds of things. So I think it's a big mistake. That's my thought. Let me ask you a question, a follow-up. Think back to who you were dating at 18 or 19. What if you guys had done like a sperm donor baby together? Like when I think about who I was dating at 18, like that's my life would be so devastated if I was stuck with that person, right? With that tie. And we had a kid that was like late in their 20s now, I guess. Like who we end up with is so different than who we think we like when we're in high school and college. Very few people, right? Stay with the person from when they're 18.
So it's also the fact that we all make our passage in life. So my girlfriend at the time was this beautiful Israeli girl, and then she went off to Israel and served in the military. So how would that have worked if we had had children? <laughs> you would take care of the kid at home. I don't you know. know. It would be awful. I can't imagine. I would have been the the baby, the, yeah, stay at home, which wasn't me. And everybody has a um, has a passage they make through life, has a journey where they reach a certain point. Now, when you're ready to have children, generally, uh, men don't feel ready ever to have children, in my opinion. But when you're really ready, it's like financially you're doing okay. You have a career. You have that sort of thing covered. You're moving up in the world. Um, maybe the woman has a career also, probably. Um, but she can take more time now to stay home. Hopefully she has something where they're a bit flexible with her work. And um, when you're 20, you don't have that. Or 21, you don't have any of that. So you don't have the financial foundation for it. And you certainly don't have the maturity for it. You don't know where you're going in life. So it's just another terrible mistake. You know what I would say, Jonathan? It's a bit like, you know how people would marry their high school sweethearts? Sometimes. And that... How yeah. often did that work out? Like, never? It's the same thing. You don't really know what you're going to be like when you're 25. When you're 18 or 19, you're a different person than when you're 25. It's just so many changes, and that's what happens. They, people get married, and then they find out, oh, what a big mistake this was. Uh, so let me ask you a question here. We can just chat about another question. This is an interesting question, I think. This is kind of a, a thing like, this is like a couple started out as friends, and they split everything. They split the the bill for the restaurant, they split the gas for the car, right? Then they're dating and the relationship changes to a romantic one. And then it's like, well, who is it that, that pays? Like, you know, do they still split everything? Um, and then um, this person writing, and I guess uh, it's the girl, she says, um, you know, my financial situation has been poor lately. I can't really eat out. As much, I don't want to buy expensive food. So my boyfriend is like, okay, I'll go out and eat by myself then. Um, <laughs> so it's like a struggle, big struggle between him. You know, he's making money, she's not making money. They were splitting everything. Now she can't pay her quote share. So the situation is much much worse in that respect. So what do you feel about this kind of relationship? You know, I hate the friend zone. So any relationship that starts with friendship, this is just another reason. So there's a couple things going on here. The first thing is that we've created this whole cultural thing around splitting the check. And I don't know that it comes from men's cheapness. I think it starts from a place of it was like a feminism thing. And women are like, hey, I can pay my own way. Because I've been with women who are really offended when you offer to pay. And so... It doesn't come 100% from men. And maybe it's also some men are doing cheapness. I think once you establish something, you have to go through a process of reset. And the longer you wait, the harder it is. So for him, he's like, well, we've been splitting the check for seven years. Why are you bringing it up now, right? It's kind of solidified. I'm not sure it's recoverable, right? Because you spent so long. But I think you have to have that. You just have to say it. I also think she's probably never said to him, say, listen, you make a lot more money than me. I can't afford to go out. You just have to decide if you want to go out with me. If like you... And also, like, it is this thing. There are certain types of people when they have more money, they still nitpick all the time. Like, she's saying, like, oh, sometimes he'll make me Venom with $2.50. Like, that's really, to me, a big red flag. Like, that's something that, like, I don't think she should be in this relationship. I think this is kind of a systemic problem where 
the thought of me saying to my wife, let's go out for dinner. She goes, oh, I can't afford it. And I go, okay, I'll go by myself. That's an insane thing to say for me to say. Like, I think it's very, it shows there's something bad in the relationship. And we let these things go. And I, there's a, I know there's been a lot of comments lately about money stuff, right? He makes more money, she makes more money. What do we do? And it's, Money is like the most common thing people fight about, the most common reason people get divorced other than infidelity. So it's a big deal. And people don't like to talk about it. I think the first thing she would say, listen, you have to decide how this relationship's going to work. You want me to pay half of everything, but we don't make the same amount of money, which means that if we go, out, you go to places that I can't afford, then you want to split the bill and I can't do it. And it puts me in a bad situation. That's a tough situation. I think you just have to talk about it directly. I don't think there's a shortcut around it. I don't think you slowly build up to go, listen, this is a situation. Hey, if this is who you are, if you really want someone who's on the same path as you and yada, yada. And I honestly, if you're the kind of person who would go out to, would rather I stay at home because I can't afford it and you go out and do something out me instead of going somewhere cheaper. Like, let's say you're going to go to a place that costs 20 bucks a person. Then you can just go together with me somewhere place that costs 10 a person. It costs you the same. You're just going to a cheaper place, right? So he's making some active decisions there. I would say okay, then we're not the right fit. And this is the, and I would either have the conversation that I would eject from the relationship for her. So I don't always lean on the guy's side. I think in this situation, the guy's in the wrong. I think she's made some mistakes by not saying anything until now, but it's a very normal thing to be like, oh, you get so used to it. You don't bring it up early on. And it, it may not be intentional on his part. And maybe the guy is like, we just always split stuff. What do you mean? Right? Cause he doesn't think about it. Cause sometimes that happens with me in my life. She'll bring something up that I haven't thought about actively. And then I'm no, 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 I don't think it is that way. It's not that innocent because he's willing to go out and have a whole meal and leave her at home. To me, this relationship is, is, uh, is doomed. I hate to say it okay. that way, but if you're a real couple, you're not going to let your other half, you know, stay home while you go out and enjoy a meal. That's ridiculous. I just don't see a way to reconcile that, actually. Okay. I can't see a way. Even when I have gone out with friends, just friends, and I was making a lot of money and they weren't making money, sometimes I would pay their way so I could have their company and I knew they didn't have money and I didn't, it was okay. But I, I mean, this idea of, oh, I'll just go out and have a whole meal, honey, while you stay home, <laughs> to me is beyond the pale. So I, I can't see this as... Okay. Uh, it's a good test that he failed and she should move on. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to give him a little bit of maybe he's completely unaware, but I mean, yeah, you're right. Going out to, I'd so <laughs> shocking to me to be like, Oh, I'll just go sit by myself in a restaurant facing a wall. Like <laughs> it's so you're right. Like bring it up, I guess. But otherwise, yeah, I jump ship. You're right. So it's just a, a create to me it's such a strange thing to say i've got one speaking on this point i've got one that i thought was really amazing that came in um let's see if i can find it because i'm so surprised which is like okay am i crazy for being mad that my boyfriend brought home two kids without asking me this is how she phrased it and here's what happens um She's dating a guy. They're like 19, 20, whatever. He has an older brother who's late 20s or 30, married with two kids. She's very good friends with the older brother. They spend a lot of time with him. The older brother and his wife die in a car accident. Parents are too, the parents are too Ooh. old. The grandparents wow. are too old to take care of the kids. Okay, they're feeble. They have, they're at that age, like 70s, 80s, where they could not take on two children. Like they're three and five. And he brings the kids home and goes, look, I'm their dad now. Like my brother asked me to do this. 
and she gets mad because he didn't ask her. And she's like, I don't want to have kids. You need to get them a guardian that wants kids. Yeah, I remember there's an internet um, guru guy, so-called, and he said, like, if you're a guy and you're with a woman and she has a kid, that's not your kid. You're not its father. You know, just screw that. You know, that's, you just have to stay away from that situation. You can never be raising someone else's child. That's terrible as a man. That's ridiculous. Man doesn't do that. And um, I felt like this guy is a, is a moron, you know. In this day and age, there are many men that grew up with, um, without a father and somebody in their, in their life assumed the role of a father in some way and helped them become a man. And um, I think that's a very admirable thing. And I'm glad that some men step up to the plate and they don't all feel like this idiot influencer that you should never help raise someone else's child. That's terrible to me because, you know, children are innocent and they didn't do anything and they deserve all the help they can get. And if you're in a position of being able to help bring up another child that otherwise would not have anybody, that's good for you. You're a wonderful person to do that. However, if you don't want to do that, that's perfectly fine too because this man, this young man didn't make the choice of raising her child wasn't his choice. And so he's perfectly fine to say, I don't want to do that. It's not really what I want to do. And uh, the worst thing you could imagine would be if a man agrees to raise a child and he's not really interested in it, and so he's resentful and angry. Don't you think that's how a lot of step situations develop so badly? Because one or both, usually the man, they don't want to be there. They don't want to be raising this kid and they're upset because the kid is competing for the attention of the girl of the woman and they feel uh, resentful about that and jealous and that's a very bad place. So I admire this man because he said, no, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. I'm not interested in that. At least he's not pretending to be interested or doing something that he would resent later. What? So, and I, I don't blame her for, I think she should have asked and discussed this before she quote brought a, a child home, you know, bringing these two. And I think it's two kids, not just one. I mean, you have it backwards. Yeah. Wait, it's the girlfriend. I had a, um, we had good family it, friends. It's the girlfriend who's mad that her brother, who was left the two kids in the will, whose parents died, brought his brother's two kids home. There's no one else to take care of the kids. She's like, Get, make them wards of the state. That's her advice. <laughs> you have it flipped in this, case, in this case, and it's like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> okay, I was like. You're there's yeah, it's really it's one thing if like she already has a kid and you go and knowing it, but like the parents die in a car accident. To me, it's like you can't it's such an extreme thing to say because not only did she get mad, she goes, I don't want to raise kids. This messes up my whole future. It's not like he didn't do anything, right? He, your brother leaves you the kids in the will, your parents are too sick to take care of them. That's a very extreme situation. And it's like this guy's stepping up in a major way. And it's that's a tough thing for the guy, right? And she's like, you know, comes in and says find someone else that's that's like a guy who comes in right like the inner guru comes in and goes well i'm not raising that kid you got to go put it up in an orphanage and then i'll date you that's how extreme her statement is like that's really intense right hey it's hope yeah i don't like what she said at all no i don't either i don't either sometimes there's things that happen when you're young like she's very young and she says i don't want to be saddled with this at this age you know but but sometimes things happen in life where you're just handed something and you just have to take it um, it's not always what you really want, but you have to do it anyway. And I would say this is one of those cases.
I think yeah. that uh, sometimes life hands you children or grandchildren or anything that could happen. And, you know, she should be should just just do it. I mean, you know, change your life and, and it'll work out really, really well, actually. Um, it's not always the way you think it's going to be. And she probably had some ideas about. Well, here's her what's crazy. Her journey and now it's going to be different. But so what? The guy is crazy rich. OK, so. She lives in an apartment with her boyfriend that he paid for flat out. His parents like gave him the money to buy an apartment at like 18. So she doesn't even have to pay rent or anything. The biggest issue you think with kids is, oh, it's a financial burden. They don't even have that. There's enough money that she never has to work. She doesn't have to worry about taking care of the kids financially. That's covered. So it's not even that part where she goes, oh, I, how are we going to make ends meet? <laughs> it's like, of course, obviously, and she's like, it's me or the kids. So of course the guy would choose his brother's two kids. Like, that's a major thing. Like when I think about something happened to me, I, you know, or something happened to my sisters and so they wanted me to take care of their kids. Like I would do that. Like it's part of, you know, being a family. So yeah, like I felt like that was a pretty rough one. And it was like shocking that she thought she was in the right to come at someone that hard. Like, how dare you bring these two orphans into my home? It's not like I, when I first read the subject, I thought she went, he went to like, an orphanage and grab two kids right it wasn't but this is like my brother it's in the will <laughs> like what are you supposed to do it's a big that's a huge responsibility well the the thing is she may be unfit to raise children and have them in her life at all so maybe they're just better off without her i mean that's the feeling that i get it's the same really i i told the story you know according to different circumstances so i may have gotten that wrong but it's the same thing that applies the woman yeah. is unbalanced and unable to have uh, the, the type of, of of responsibilities that a mother needs to have, then she can't be a mother, even though she might, you know, everyone might want her to be. So that's there's that, too. Um, we see that all the time with these girls that have children and they're so young. I remember in high school, there were girls that had a baby and they were 16. <clears throat> and I just they were just, I think, a very, very difficult mothers and not good just because they were. They didn't know who they were yet, and they had this kid, and they hadn't finished their education. They didn't have any stability in their lives in any way. Um, so on the other hand, <clears throat> we have some people that we know, and they have children as a culture. The girl will have a child at 18 or 19, and she has family and friends that are, you know, women that will help raise the child, and she'll be working, and it's fine. Like, in a way, it's a badge of honor to have a child at 18 or 19, and having a husband or a boyfriend is a plus, but not necessary. So that's a different culture, but it's kind of the opposite of this one because in that case, the, the girls know they're going to have a kid and they're okay with that when they're 18 or 19. In this case, she's, she's not okay with it at all. I've got another one that is, this one's interesting to me. Men are delusional. Okay. When they, men are delusional when they say they're going to peak in their 30s and 40s. Everyone I know in her 20s is dating a guy within three years of her own age. There's no such thing about men peaking later or being desirable later. Men peak at the same age as women, and they're absolutely crazy. There are women who date older, but it seems like their motivations are about money. These women always have younger guys on the side that they like more. Why do these dumb men believe that they're more valuable or their value goes up as they get older? So you can tell that a woman right, wrote this, right? <laughs> it definitely is a woman's point of view on the situation, and it's wishful thinking, uh, especially these days, because... We're in a time where there's a lot of difficulties in the world. There's a lot of pessimism and adversity, and uh, it's, it's getting to be tougher with high inflation and 
people just more and more pressed. And um, so with that, um, the men who are getting the women tend to be the older men and the younger women because the fact is, I don't know about peaking, but the men have acquired resources, money, maturity, and they're older. And so it's actually a natural thing, really, for younger women to be attracted by older men. Um, and it's normal. And uh, younger men really have a tough time competing because they don't have money, career, resources. And a woman who's maybe in her 20s, you know, she finds a guy who's in his 40s or 50s quite appealing because he has all those things. So I disagree completely with her. It's obviously wrong. And it's from a woman that has a point of view that's somewhat resentful of this. And I don't think that it is true that all women are cheating on their older boyfriends or husbands. I don't think that's true at all. Um, and it could be true. I mean, it's certainly women do cheat. Um, I have known women who are in their 20s who are married to men in their 40s or 50s who did cheat, but I don't think that that's the majority or that that you know, necessarily is uh, representative of all of them. So I think it's normal, natural. And um, you know, this reminds me of women's resentment um, of the trophy wife syndrome, how men will often get divorced later when they've acquired a lot of resources and they'll marry a much younger woman. And everybody says, oh, it's a trophy wife, you know, and they're resentful. For example, our former president did this. Um, <laughs> but you can understand it. Why would a guy want a woman his age if he's dating and he wants, to, he would, of course he'd want a younger woman. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, I think that usually when people jump into this argument, it's they're trying to stop uh, someone else. It's not about them. It's like when older women are like, you know, like, why would a man my age date a younger woman? It's so gross. They don't know anything, right? It's they're just, they're really, it's about themselves. So what she's really saying is that these guys don't want to commit to her because they know they have a longer commitment window. They go, oh, I can get married. I got married in my mid thirties. I didn't have to get married to someone I was dating at 22, 24. My wife was significantly younger than me. Right. So that has worked out for us very well. So she's clearly what she's, in my opinion, what she's expressing is guys, my age feel like they don't have to commit, which means they don't have to step up to my standards. And she's feeling the ticking of the clock, which is fair, which is like, yeah, so maybe she doesn't want to date an older guy, but she can't get stability. Guys in their 20s very rarely want to get married these days. And with how much intimacy they can get, right, how frequently and quickly women in their 20s will do the devil's tango with a guy they're not dating or a phone at one night stand or they just met or friends with benefits or situationships, less and less guys are feeling any pull, right? The reason men used to get married was because, oh, it's the only way to get intimacy. Now you can get it without the marriage. So for men, the benefit calculation has shifted. So I think that's what she's really saying is like, these guys need to step up because I want someone to marry me. And they need to stop thinking that they can find someone to marry when they're older, because if they do, that one will just cheat on them. That's what I think I'm hearing here is that it's like a bit of sour grapes. And it's interesting because when I was like, a freshman in high school, right? I was like, I was so tired of seniors dating freshman girls. That's not fair, right? These girls, some girls go to prom four times and it's the same thing that happens. Then you're a senior high school and you, then what do you do? You go and date a freshman, right? Cause then those <laughs> girls are now dating guys in college and then you get to co college and it's the same thing. So it's always, it's right. the way it's always been. Women have always dated right. men older. And it's interesting cause women will always say this. Women are always like, listen, Men mature slower than women. Well, if that's true, then that means a guy has to be older than the woman to be at the same maturity level. They do. So they do. if that's, 
you can't have it both ways. Right. You have to choose. So right. I get always is true. Always from. been true. I think, she's, I think it's a silly thing to say because people are going to like what they like. And older men and younger women are always going to be more common than older women and younger men. But you just have to sometimes accept it's the nature of the beast. The fact is that sexually, I don't think men are peaking in their 20s either. Um, women have a definite biological clock. Men do not. So it's kind of fine for a man. He can be 40, 50, 60, 70. Even there's men that have fathered children who are 100. Um, so it's definitely not the big hurry to have children that women feel. And that is the other reason for marriage. Besides having nookie, <laughs> men would marry because they want to have children and they wanted to have a stable family life. But they can certainly do that at any age, whereas women have a this constraint. <clears throat> you know, one thing I'm seeing more of now, Jonathan, are women in their 30s who are realizing that they put their career first and they figured that they would then start a family, and now they're in their 30s, and they're kind of panicking because the men aren't around anymore that want them. Uh, they've already gotten married, and then the older guys don't want them either because they want a woman in their 20s, not in their 30s. So there's a lot of women that are sort of feeling that they're out in the cold now because they put other priorities first. And now when they do want to raise a family or get married, have children, that option doesn't seem to be open to them. And uh, there's only a few more years available to them. Do you know how many women are like that in this situation today? A lot. Yeah, I think that a lot of women got sold a bill of goods. That was like, oh, you'll yeah. be just as happy with a career as you would with a family that loves you. You're just as happy with a plant that you see when you come home from work after a long day's work. And yeah, as you get older, you start to realize that, oh, everyone tricked me. They sold me a bill of goods. I partied through my 20s and now it's not what I want. And I, it's hard to shift. It's hard to shift from career to marriage and kids in your 30s. It brings in a lot more complications. But yeah, I think that it's unfortunate. And then people, what happens is all these women then, you know, the only way they can get their revenge is to tell other women in their 20s, no, this is great. You should do the same thing I did. Don't worry about it. And then that's kind of how it passes on, like a social contagion where people, well, misery loves company. So I'll just tell other people. It's kind of like when you see a divorce happens, like a woman leaves her husband and then all of her friends, she convinces her friends to do the same thing. And now you've got like four women that are like, oh, we're not, you know, we're not like lonely. We're not old women. We're cougars. Younger men in their 20s love to date women in their late 30s and early 40s, right? They convince themselves they're happy and they go out to nightclubs again because now they can afford to buy their own drinks because they have to because they're older. And it's exactly one woman does it, realizes it was a horrible mistake, but she convinces her friends to join her. And I've seen that happen too. Yeah. And the fact is that older men, they want women that are in their 20s generally, not women in their 30s simply because women in their 30s may be in a great hurry to have children and kind of rush things along because they're panicking about their uh, biological clock running out. And a lot of times older men already have raised a family. They're not interested in a second family uh, or maybe not, you know, it's, it's, it's complicated. And basically you have a lot of women now in their 30s and what they're doing is they go out with other women and um, just, you know, hang out in packs of women because there's no guys that are going out with them and they have no, no boyfriends, no dates. It's very sad. I see that a lot. So um, anyway, if you're an older guy, you definitely, <laughs> you're in a great position today if you want younger women. That's a fact. Um, there's a lot of that around. So 
And one more question that I want to ask. Let's see if I how I can put this here. Okay. So um, this is another one by a woman. We got a lot of questions from women today. But um, uh, she says that we've been together for a long time, at least 10 years. My weight has fluctuated a bit, you know, right now. You know, maybe I'm a little bit heavy, not too much. She basically describes that she was about, I'll just convert this, I would say about 100, 125 pounds. She's 5'2 when they met, so she was a little bit, a little bit overweight, you know. Then she's lost a bit of weight. Okay, here's the point. Her boyfriend thinks that she's fat, basically. He said, um, you know, he said, well, I'll still love you even if you're, even if you're fat. And she says, I'm not fat. So it's like a perception of someone who thinks that they're not fat and the boyfriend thinks they're fat. And uh, she said her boyfriend has been sad and is blaming the girl. He says, I'm not attracted to you because you're kind of fat, which I think is really too bad. Um, I'll tell you my thought about this. Uh, let me hear yours and then I will tell you mine. Yeah, so she's jumped in weight. Um, the thing about it is that the first thing is that at lower weights, smaller numbers are more significant. Like if I gain or lose two kilos, no one's going to be able to tell. But at 50 kilograms, that's a 4% change in body weight. That's a huge difference. 4% is significant. So that's the first thing is like, okay. But I think that, you know, she says that she had two different eating disorders. She had anorexia and bulimia until she was about 20. So when he met her, she was 42 kilograms, right? So when he met her, she was rail thin. And so when I met my wife, she was 40 kilograms. Now my wife is 52. So this is, I don't know if my wife posted this. Other than the ages, it's almost something exactly she could say. And it is this thing where um, it's not about the weight. It's about where it shows and how you carry it. And again, it can be like, yeah, if he, if there's an issue with them in the intimacy department, there's attraction. Like I understand what's happening and it is something you have to work through and figure it out because people's weight goes up and down. Um, and it sounds like she's, she is going to the gym. She is putting an effort. It's like, she's not, it's confusing that he's also like, you're not allowed to get too strong. Right. So it's like, he's created a couple of like limitations. Like I want you to be skinny, but you're not allowed to be too muscular and muscle helps you lose the weight. So I don't know everything that's going on here. My feeling is that, um, this is so weight can be in a relationship can be sinister as in, it's one of those things where it's slowly, the guy slowly gets more annoyed over time. And it gets to the point where like every time you're eating a piece of cake or whatever, or even eating something normal, right? He starts to go, why does she eat? It's, and I think it can grow like a whispering voice. So at least they're talking about it and getting it out in the air. I think that you have to, this is something you solve between the two of you. It's also like they've never been in a relationship. They've been together for 12 years. They're both 28. So they've been together since they were 16. So he was with her for four years of eating disorders. So compared to that weight, right? 10 kilos, that's a huge 40% weight gain since the early days or 20%, whatever. That is a huge difference, but I don't know all this other stuff. So uh, my overall feeling is that 
these two have never been in a relationship with anyone else. So there's a lot of that issue. They're with, they got together at 16. They're still together in their late twenties. You're going to have sinister stuff. I think that, you know, my feeling is that like, he's got a legitimate thing to say, which is, Hey, I want to be more attracted to you. I think that probably there's some pornography stuff going on here. That's one of my guesses. I know we always go to that. And I think that she just has to make a decision. And I don't know the right answer because she's not fat. Let's look into the date. 52 kilos is not fat, right? Probably he's talking about her losing two kilos, three kilos, four kilos. Like my wife would look total significantly different if she lost three to four kilos. Significant. So I know that at this weight, it can make a huge difference. But you have to figure out what your priorities are and stuff. And, you know, you guys have to have a conversation, like maybe go to the gym together and solve it together. That's one choice or otherwise like, man, I don't know. Maybe you guys have, you know, need to have a relationship with someone who is not a child, right? You've only been together since your high school. You've never really had a healthy relationship or never had other relationships. You have nothing to compare it to. So I'm not sure. What do you think? I know you have a probably complete different opinion to me. Is your opinion is she just needs to lose the weight. Like, if you want to keep your man, lose the weight. <laughs> yeah, I think porn is very involved. Well, I think she should lose the weight. I, I think that when you're in a relationship, you have to think about the effect of what you're doing on the other person. And um, if you're, let's say you're, like you're talking about eating cake or eating things that are bad for you, you're harming the relationship because you're harming the other person. So I think you have an obligation in a relationship to take care of yourself. That's a fact. And if she's not taking care of herself, if that's the complaint, you know, you're fat because you eat all these really bad foods, uh, then, you know, uh, that's a problem um, that she shouldn't do. But I do agree with you about porn. I think that if uh, sex is really healthy and it's a lot of oxytocin building activities, a little bit of weight doesn't make any difference whatsoever. None. The fact that he's so super critical indicates that he's in a... Um, kind of way, way down this, this sort of dopamine path, which, which uh, people get when they're using porn, comparing the woman that's in front of them with uh, women in these videos. And um, he's got to stop that. It's very, very poisonous. So she may be eating the wrong foods or too much, and he's probably consuming porn, which is bad for the relationship. And you really have to think about it in a relationship and, and doing things that are for the other person. There's just no question about that. Uh, so I hope that you've enjoyed this today. I hope you will um, go to this other video we have and hit like and subscribe. We can improve what the YouTube algorithm is doing for us. And um, you'll hit the bell icon so you'll get a notice when you're around and you've got nothing going on. And then we got a new video you can listen to. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Jonathan. We'll see you next week.